When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Yo, it's your boy G-Money. It's the G-Money Takeover. You already know. I'm here holding down the fort for your boy John June. It's Greg Penniman, though, here at Fantasy Football Diagnostics. I got you covered. We still got you covered with this analysis. Uh, you know, let's get right into it. Matchups aside, we're going to cover the first uh, part of week nine. Uh, first eight matchups we're going to cover here. And then we're going to get to part two. I got you covered on that as well coming out on Saturday. So let's do it right now. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Going against the Indianapolis Colts, both teams are 5-2. and two. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by 2.5 points. The total is 45, and you know what I got? I got the under in this game. I have the Baltimore Ravens covering, and I have the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. Uh, injuries of note, Mark Ingram, uh, ankle, he's questionable for this game. He did not practice on Thursday. Oh, man. Also, at the same time, I'm watching Devontae Adams kill the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm just letting you know this man is going to absolutely ball. He always does it every year. But back to this, Mark Ingram didn't practice Thursday. Keep him honest on that situation, but definitely not trending in the right direction. On the Indianapolis side, T.Y. Hilton with a groin uh, listed as a non-participant Thursday. Marcus Johnson also listed as a non-participant uh, with the knee. And Molly Cox listed as a limited participant as their, you know, a practice estimate for this team, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So this is two of the best rush defenses in football right now. Um, I'm taking the unders for that reason. Uh, Baltimore, though, Lamar Jackson, he's a safe QB2 for me, safe floor QB2. Uh, toughest matchup, you know, Indy as far as going against the QB position, according to play profiler. As um, far as these running backs, though, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, uh, you know they're going to run the ball. They weren't afraid to run them against the Steelers. Ran it 47 times. So I think both these guys are, are considered RB2s uh, with a safe floor. Um, they're not afraid, again, as I said, to run the ball. Hollywood Brown, I think, you know, he hasn't only finished as a wide receiver, two at best, one time this year. Uh, he's got a tough matchup with Xavier Rhodes. Uh, not sure if it's Xavier Rhodes or the matchups he's been facing, but uh, he's been doing what he's got to do. Uh, Hollywood's a low-end flex for me uh, in this matchup. I'll continue to treat him as such uh, until he, you know, shows me that upside boom that, you know, we want to see. But, uh, if you know, if you need a flex with some to get some safe numbers, I think he's, he could be there for you for sure as he's still getting six targets per game and still getting those deep targets. Uh, he also complained about not getting the ball a lot, so we'll see what happens there. In the Annapolis side, JT wasn't on injury report. Uh, I'm starting him as a RB2 in this matchup, uh, assuming, you know, he gets the rush shares that he was getting before uh, last week, you know, down from 92% before that buy rush share to 30%, which is uh, very unfortunate. Uh, we did maybe give rumors that he was banged up a little bit, but we'll see what happens here. I think Naeem Hines has some some good some good flex value. Uh, this is the game scare for him. Uh, you know, maybe... Uh, no, the Colts weren't able to get a lot of the ball moving. Maybe there'll be a lot of dumps downs to Hines. Some PPR leagues, I think he'll definitely be involved. 
Uh, it really, if JT is getting the ball, Jordan Wilkins probably won't be getting the ball. I think he'll still see some share, but uh, I'm going a, I'm to a lean towards, I'm going to have to see it again uh, for JT. So, I, I mean, for Jordan Wilkins, so I'm starting JT uh, as he, he will get the majority of touches, I'm assuming. Uh, and not excited by any of those receivers. Uh, Michael Pittman, though, he is coming back. Um, and I don't think this is the week for him, but if a receiver is going to emerge in this offense between Zach Pascal, uh, Mark, Marcus Johnson, and T.Y., who's hurt, uh, also Marcus Johnson, who's banged up, I think it would be Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, so you guys all for that matchup. On to the next one. You already know we have the Carolina Panthers, the 3-5 and five Carolina Panthers, going against the 7-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. Patty, one time, you know how to say it. Uh, in this game, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by 10.5 points. The over, the total is 52.5. Uh, so in this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers to cover, but I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win. You already know. It's my Super Bowl pick from the AFC side. Uh, injuries to note. Uh, talented rookies, Jeremy Shin, uh, with the knee, he's questionable, uh, but also talented rookie defensive end, Yatura Gross Matos, uh, may be back this week coming off the IR, so keep an eye on that, but if uh, not for this week, he'll be back next week for sure. Uh, on the Kansas City side, defensive end Frank Clark did not practice today with the, I mean, no, did not practice Wednesday with the knee injury. Um, you know, we'll see how reports come out with the Thursday. Sammy Watkins, though, you know, also limited in practice this week so far with the hamstring, uh, hoping he can come back soon enough to give, uh, you know, Patty a complimentary receiver role other than Kelsey and Hill. So on the Carolina side, Teddy B, Teddy Two Glove, I think, you know, he's a safe floor QB2 in this one. Uh, I think, you know, he won't kill you, but uh, he's not going to win you your matchup in this one. Uh, Kansas City has been good as defense overall and definitely getting us the pass. CMC, though, he is back. I think he's the RB1 that you expected to see when you drafted him. He is unleashed in this matchup, uh, so you're, you're playing him. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I think they're low in wide receiver twos this week. Uh, Anderson has the tough matchup with Traverius Ward. Uh, you know, so uh, both of these guys, I think, will give you, you know, some wide receiver two vibe. Maybe on the low end side, uh, maybe could finish as one of them as a wide receiver three. Um, for the running backs, Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel, that's the question. We, you know, when we thought Keem CMC would be back, we questioned Matt Rule if Mike Davis, you know, he said he would get some, be involved still. This is the true game where CMC is playing. Will Mike Davis continue to be involved? Uh, the 10-touch number, again, is the one I'm looking to see. Will he get that? I'm not sure. Curtis Samuel as well. Will he continue to get involved? I said last week, one of these guys is going to suffer tremendously. Uh, we'll see who it is. If I had to guess, I think it would be Mike Davis more. I think Curtis Samuel more as a hybrid uh, could be used all around. Um, but um, for, it would be unfortunate for one of these guys because both of these guys were playing well. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey just demands so many touches. It would be hard for all of these guys to eat. On the Kansas City side, you already know, it's Patty. Uh, he's going to finish his QB1, uh, as you know he normally does, unless you know the Kansas City Chiefs blows his team out or he's not on the field for a lot of time. But other than that, Patty is going to finish as a QB1. Clyde and Le'Veon, I see him as both RB2s. Clyde with the higher upside, of course, you know, uh, getting the, the touches in the, the the red zone and you know probably getting more carries and touches overall. Uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they're starting these guys. I'm gonna need to see it from McCall Harmon again to to start uh, starting him. Um, hopefully Sammy Watkins, I guess said you know can come back. Um, if not this week, then maybe next week to take that high intriguing complimentary receiver role that we like to see. And 
on to the next one for that matchup. You know, go Chiefs. Uh, sneaky Chiefs fan over here. You already know. Uh, Bears, Titans. We got for the next matchup, the 5-2 and two Chicago Bears going against the 5-2 and two Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are 5.5-point favorites. It is a 46.5-point total. Uh, we got, I'm in this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Chicago Bears to cover. And I'm taking the Chicago Bears to win. Uh, yeah, on the in injuries, notable injuries to note. Um, wide receiver Anthony Miller, he was limited uh, in practice Thursday. And safety Eddie Jackson, he's also questionable, you know, with his injury as well. Um, so Anthony Miller might be an important one on the offensive side if he's not going to be able to play. He was limited, but, you know, if he doesn't able to play, Darnell Mooney definitely gets that bump. On the Tennessee side, as far as injuries, Adam Humphreys, he's questionable with his concussion. A.J. Brown, he's going through his normal. Uh, do not didn't participate day on Thursday. Don't worry, fellas. He'll be there. Don't worry, people. He'll be there. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be there every Sunday. You know, this is his regular rest day, but he he, he needs no practice time. He's a beast. Uh, Jadavion Clowney all didn't practice, though, with the knee injury. Um, as far as the game, though, on Chicago's side, Nick Foles, I think he's high in QB2 uh, in this matchup. Tennessee, you know, hasn't been that dominant. I mean, it has been the defense that they were last year. So I think, you know, Nick Foles could put up some points. <clears throat> uh, I'm probably not, you know, still going to. Go ahead and have the confidence to start him, but I think he can put up some fantasy points in this one. He won't kill you. Uh, good match of all three of the receivers is which is why. Um, you know, Allen Robinson, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, Darnell Mooney versus, you know, Anthony Miller. I think both of these guys could be upside flexes. Both are getting around six targets per game in the last three weeks. Um, and Jimmy, as well as Jimmy Graham, of course, they're starting him uh, as far as the guys who been beginning second in target share throughout the, the you know, the year. Uh, David Montgomery. He's a safe RB2 that he's been all year. Not too sexy, but he's not going to kill you. And he's going to give you the production as he's going to dominate these running back touches. On the Tennessee side, you can start Tannehill. I think he gives you also uh, that high, both a QB2 finish, you know, around that uh, high in QB range. He's, you know, been pretty excellent this year, um, but going against a very, very tough defense. So I'm still giving the benefit of the doubt that he's still startable. Um, and Derrick Henry, uh, RB1, he's matchup proof. AJ Brown and Corey Davis. These are the only receivers I trust in this tough these tough spots. I think they're both uh you know, Corey Davis is low ceiling wide receiver too. AJ Brown, of course, has the high upside with the touchdowns. Um, so I see him as more of a solid wide receiver too. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of these guys fall out in of the top twenty five, top thirty, um, because you know, this Chicago Bears defense is good. That's why I got them winning the game. Uh, I'm starting John o. Smith as well. Uh, and as far as that, that's that's where you know bear down. As far as the, you know, who, who's going to win this game? Uh, on to the next matchup. On to the next one, as Jay Z would say. Got the Broncos and the Falcons. Injuries to note here: cornerbacks AJ Bouye and Bryce Callahan both questionable. AJ Bouye didn't practice, and you know Callahan should be available to play, uh, according to head coach Vic Fangio. Tim Patrick. He's questionable, you know, hamstring, you know, limited participant with that hamstring injury. Uh, Philip Lindsay, um, he's also putting through a limited practice. He's questionable with that foot injury as well. Uh, as far as the Atlanta side, Calvin Ridley, he is questionable with the foot injury. Uh, didn't practice Wednesday, not looking very good for him in that foot. Uh, Russell Gage also limited Thursday with the shoulder and knee injury. Uh, so as far as the analysis for this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Denver Broncos to cover. I'm taking the Denver Broncos to win. Uh, this is the three and four Denver Broncos versus the two and six Atlanta Falcons. Um, minus four, 
four and a half, four point uh, favorites for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, a lot of these games, they've been favored. They did play well last week. You know, the defense was able to get one stop. But I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos in this one. It's a 50 point total, so I'm taking the under. Um, again, the Broncos to cover, men the Broncos to win. Drew Locke, this man is gonna, I think, finish as a top 10 QB in this week. Uh, I think he, you know, oh, he's sorry, he finishes top 10 QB last week. I think he gives you again that, you know, high end two QB two rank. I think he get a borderline QB one performance in this one. Uh, you know, he's gonna be slinging it everywhere against the Atlanta secondary. Um, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, if they are both able to play, they're both also solid RB two. One definitely has a tied touchdown upside. Uh, Philip Lindsay playing more efficient, but if he can't go, Gordon of course of course gets that great bump without Lindsay as a high end RB two volume dependent because he's going to get all the touches there. KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy are in good spots uh, as far as matchup wise. Uh, they should have easy matchups cornerback wise, but really Jerry Judy and Noah Fant are the pass catchers I trust, especially if Tim Patrick can't go. Um, you know, I would favor Derrick Judy over Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, so, safer guy. Deshaun Hamilton does have some boom uh, upside, but I'm going to go with him. And Noah Fant, you know, he put the bounce back last week. I think you definitely trust him as a tight end one. Um, if Tim Patrick is able to go, uh, you know, I think he can be uh, playable as a flex. But, you know, you know, you can not really bank on too much production from these Broncos receivers, as far as one being dominant, I think all, all these guys can give you, you know, up upside of a flex value. Except no fan, he's a tight end one at his position. Uh, as far as Atlanta, Matt Ryan, he's a QB two. Uh, you know, I think Drew Lock finishes higher than Matt Ryan this week. Uh, Denver, Denver's only given up two, three passing touchdown games. That's really what it takes for Matt Ryan, a guy like Matt Ryan, to be a QB one to get two or three passing touchdowns at least. Uh, you know, to, he has to get the high passing production when he didn't do it last week. Only had didn't have one touchdown, I think, last week uh, passing touchdown. He got the rushing, but, you know, he, he's not getting uh, those you know, passing touchdowns at a high clip, especially with Calvin really being hurt. Julio is not that, you know, high touchdown production guy. He's high yards guy. But, of course, you're starting Julio as a wide receiver one. You're starting Hayter Hurst, I think, as a tight end one. Uh, he's being involved, especially if, you know, Calvin really can't go. Uh, Russell Gage, if he can go, he's a flex, I think, assuming really doesn't play as well. Um, so that's it for that matchup. Uh, should be a good one there. Um, very exciting one, you know, as far as Atlanta. Atlanta feel like Atlanta's always in exciting games. And, you know, seeing Drew Locke do the dance moves, of course, he, he can he can do what he got to do out there. So it's uh, entertaining to see him out there as well. Uh, on to the next one, though. We got the Detroit Lions, the 3-4 and four Detroit Lions, going against the 2-5 and five Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are four-point favorites. It's a 52.5-point total. I'm taking the over. Taking the Detroit Lions to cover, and I'm taking the Detroit Lions also to win this game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of upsets, you know, a lot of underdogs in, in general throughout the year doing what they got to do. So I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna ride ride with these guys right now. Um, Detroit, Matthew Stafford is on the COVID as far as injuries. Matthew Stafford is on the COVID-19 reserve list. He needs to remain negative and get you know consistent negative results into Friday uh, into the weekend to play on Sunday. Uh, he's cur currently negative after the first two rounds of testing. Um, so we'll see there. It's good news. Hopefully he can be able to come back and play because that's definitely a high impact to my my pick here for sure. Um, if he can't go, Chase Daniel will get the start. And Kenny Galladay, he is doubtful and probably will not play. Uh, on the Minnesota side, really just one injury for that cornerback, Harrison Hand. 
Uh, he's questionable, but you know, he you know, could be expected to play. Uh, Detroit, as far as the analysis side, I'm assuming that Matthew Stafford plays, so I'm, I'm going to give you the analysis for that. Uh, if Stafford plays, he's a QB1 uh, in this matchup against the Swiss Cheese Minnesota secondary. You already know, uh, you know DeJounte Swift. Also, he is going to be RB2 in this matchup. I think all three of these receivers are in great spots, uh, especially Marvin Hall. The two Marvins, Marvin Hall and Marvin Jones. Uh, Harrison Hand, if he's playing, you know, he's giving up 23.8 fantasy points per game, according to Roto Bowler. Uh, that's a high, high clip of fantasy points. Um, he'll see some Marvin Hall, some of Marvin Jones, but, you know, even Danny Amendola is in good spots uh, in PPR deeper leagues. Um, Marvin Hall, though, I like him a lot. He's playing 69% of the snaps last week, seven targets. I think this is a real, and it's going to trend up in this game um, as far as the receiver with the highest upside. And I think he's a you know a, a great flex option for Marvin Jones. But Marvin Hall, I think you can start him for sure uh, as an upside flex. Uh, Jones and Amendola, also great flex options. Hawkinson, tight end one in this matchup. Atlanta's bottom five against tight ends. Uh, so, yeah, this is a good matchup for this Detroit offense as a whole if Stafford plays. If Chase Daniel, Chase Daniel plays, I think that, you know, they are they should be able to do something. Chase Daniel is not your worst backup quarterback. Um, maybe their upside cap does get bumped down a little bit, but I think you can still start Marvin Hall and uh, Marvin Jones and Amendola as far as a, a safe, you know, PPR flex. And... That's perfect. You know, it's good for the receivers because Kenny Galladay can't go. So they have to be used regardless. On to the next one. Actually, not even on to the next one. We're going on to the Minnesota side. Got to talk about them. Captain Kirk. Kirk Cousins is also in a good spot here. You know, he's a good streaming option, I think. Uh, QB1 finish, you know, based off the fact I think he gets in this one that the Lions are top 10 and giving up fantasy points uh, per QB drop back. Uh, the top 10, you know, giving it up to the quarterback position. And Cousins is top 10 to fantasy points per drop back. So this is a good a good green spot for him. I think that Kirk Cousins should be able to do well. Dalvin Cook, matchup proof RB1. As you know, he was dominating last week, single-handedly beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are both in favorable matchups, especially Justin Jefferson. Uh, if he sees a lot of Jeff Okuda, who's been struggling a bit this year, you know, rookie corners is tough out there. I know it's a struggle. Um, you know, I believe in all these rookie corners, these talented rookie corners to get it together. But the first year is always tough. I'm not trusting these tight ends on Minnesota. Um, I don't think there'll be much involved. If so, you know, God bless if you're able to you know, get a desperate touchdown out of one of them. But I think it's his receivers and Dalvin Cook. Um, so, yeah, on to the next one. Now we are on to the Texans and Jaguars in this game. We have the one in six Houston Texans. Versus the one and six Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, not 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 pretty at all, especially for Houston Texans. A guy like Deshaun Watson, he has been born. He was born a winner. He's been playing throughout his whole football career as a winner. So it's definitely interesting to see how he's gonna, you know, been handling this season so far. Uh, it is a seven point spread for the Houston Texans, a fifty point total. Um, as far as the game, I'm taking the under taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover, but I'm taking Houston Texans to win. Uh, as far as injuries, Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew, he's out with the thumb injury. Uh, and also linebacker Miles Jack is questionable with the ankle injury. On the Houston side, both Devin, Dylan Cole and Whitney Marcellus are both out of this game, both linebackers. Kyle Manuel, also a linebacker, dealing with a concussion. His defensive line and you know, and the linebacker court is banged up. But I think Houston gets it done. Um as far as the analysis for this game, Jacksonville, uh, Jake Luton, 
This is the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not going to be Mike Lennon. It's going to be Jake Lutton, uh, sixth-round pick from Oregon State. He is a rookie, uh, so we'll see what he got. I really don't know much about him, you know. So, you know, it's just one of those situations where maybe you could pick up a Houston defense. Uh, you know, maybe it could be a good spot here for them to create turnovers uh, and, you know, hold their own. Uh, James Robinson, he's an RB1, though. I think they do rely on him. I think, you know, as thrown to the running back, especially in the passing game, so you can play him as such. DJ Shark and Keelan Cole, though, that's the real question mark in this offense uh, with the new quarterback. Uh, I think I see him as maybe a bump down to start <clears throat> until proven otherwise. So DJ Shark is a low end wide receiver, too. Uh, you know, and Keelan Cole, more of a low ceiling wide receiver, three. Well, the matchup is favorable against this Houston, Houston secondary, but until I see Jake Luton do something, uh, Jake Luton do something, I'm, I'm not sure what, you know, this pass passing game can do uh, might be a little ugly i'm taking the under in this game on houston side deshaun watson is an elite qb1 in this matchup he's going to finish this in the top five he's in the best spot as far as pa for passing production because against jacksonville uh he's giving up the fifth most fantasy points per drop back to quarterbacks watson is top six in points per drop back it's a green spot there not to mention the fact that Deshaun Watson brings you that rushing floor that you need this is John's QB start of the week so that just shows you right there he is going to dog David Johnson he's a safe not sexy RB2 but that's you know what you I would take that and right now uh being where he was drafted and being what he's doing all season uh is predictable and that's what I like I like that in fantasy uh to give me the, the points that I need when when I want to start you Will Fuller, he's a wide receiver one in them trade talks this week. I'm glad he wasn't traded. Uh, he could continue to be Deshaun Watson's number one guy. Randall Cobb also in a great spot matchup-wise. I think he's a high in flex. I think he can finish as a wide receiver two in this week. He led the team in target share in week seven. Uh, he's got the easy matchup. Um, he's been doing pretty well uh, of late. Being that sleeper wide receiver we thought he would be. Brandon Cooks is a safe flex. Um, I just think Deshaun Watson is going to be balling the hand and it's everyone. So you could also start Brandon Cooks. Uh, Jordan Akins is also back. He's the preferable tight end in his offense. He was a full participant today. Uh, based off the earlier snap, snap share and production, he is you know the number one tight end over Darren Fells. I think if you're desperate, I think if you need uh, to play a tight end quickly, I think you can play Jordan Akins. Uh, I know he could be also a guy that you can go pick up uh, as far as a you know a nice streaming option rest of the year because uh, I'm sure his roster ship did go down once he got hurt. Um, so keep an eye on that for sure. So on to the next matchup. I'm just hoping Deshaun Watson can get a win though, man. I, I'm not. I don't like seeing him be a loser. He's one of the great quarterbacks in this league, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in this league. So hopefully he gets it done. Uh, as far as the next matchup though, we have the six and one Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, my Super Bowl pick from the NFC side. He's looking real good right now. Chief Seattle man. That's all I gotta say, man. Remember who you heard it first. Six and one Seattle Seahawks. Going against the 6-2 Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks are three-point favorites. This is a 54-point total in this game. I'm taking over. I'm taking Seattle to cover. I'm taking Seattle to win. This is going to be a good game right here. As far as injuries, uh, you know, Buffalo, as far as injury on defense, Matt Milano, he's questionable. Uh, we'll see if he can give it a go. He did play last week, you know. Giving a little snap share by little by little, but it's increasing. I'm you know invested in him, of course, because he is on my dynasty team, as well as the fact he does impact this Buffalo defense. 
uh, very much so, and that's that linebacker core. Josh Norman, he's questionable still from the Derrick Henry stiff arm. I mean, sorry, not not the Derrick Henry stiff arm <laughs> from the ankle, from the hamstring injury. Um, you know, so I had to sneak that in. That stiff arm is still one of the best plays you'll see uh, as far as from a running back, <laughs> for sure. So on to Seattle's injury, Shaquille Griffin. Didn't practice uh, Wednesday with the hamstring concussion. Um, you know, we'll check to see the Thursday report to see what he's doing with that. Chris Carson didn't practice uh, with the foot injury. Carlos Hyde, he's out of this game uh, with the hamstring. Carlos Homer, I mean, you know, Travis Homer was limited. Uh, so, you know, keep an eye on the, the running back situation there. The rules are easier this week, but, you know, we'll just have to keep an eye on all these guys. Greg Olson limited with the foot injury and Jamal Adams uh, limited. He could be back this week with the groin injury. Um, as far as the Seattle side, Russell Wilson, of course, you're starting him. He is going to again finish as a QB1 bona fide. DK uh, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you're both starting them as well. You're hoping both of them could just thrive in a matchup together for once. You know, you definitely this week, I think, is leaning towards Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, he has the higher upside in this one because of the cornerback matchup in the slot against the Buffalo Bills. And also, DK is going against Trey White. I am not scared of any quarter with DK after him and, you know, getting Stephon Gilmore in that deep route. But if I had to choose one, I'm taking Tyler Lockett to finish over DK this week. Uh, Will Disley, I think he's in a good spot as a sleeper streaming tight end. If you also need to grab one, him, Logan Thomas, you know, maybe uh, Jordan Akins to grab one real deep. But uh, Will Disley, I think, is also in a good spot. Uh, so the running back rules for this one is pretty much simple. If Chris Carson starts, you're playing him. If he's not playing, DJ Dallas, you got to play him. He's a low on RB1 in this game. Uh, he's got the 80% snap share last week, 23 total touches last week. Yeah, man, you got to play him. He's a DJ Dallas. Let's go. Um, on the Bills side, Josh Allen, he's going to be a QB1 in this week. I like him to bounce back. Uh, I think you're starting Zach Moss uh, as a flex, and I think you know he can finally take some more of this <clears throat> lead. Uh, slightly as you know as being the more productive uh back rest of the season over Devin Singletary he got the touchdown production last week so hopefully he keeps getting red zone touches goal line touches and that's what you want uh to get from hopefully a high upside RB2 uh and the sleeper that we could have seen or I seen that Zach Moss could have been coming into the year uh injuries hold him back a little bit uh opportunity but he's back and he's doing well now all three of all three of these receivers for the Bills are in a great spot Diggs wide receiver one um, you know, Josh Allen's going to have to fling the ball in this one he's to keep up with Seattle, also with his rushing. But Diggs is uh, Stephon Diggs, wide receiver one, as he's been, he been all year. John Brown, he's a boom flex. Um, and Cole Beasley's been a solid for PPR flex, man. He's been doing what you got to what you got to do. <clears throat> he's been safe, uh, you know. So I, th I will continue to play him and continue to be a guy that you can expect a certain amount of points from him uh, in, in getting targeted at a, at a good clip. Uh, on to the next one, though. We got the New York Giants going against the Washington football team. The 1-6 New York Giants going against the 2-5 and five Washington football team. A rematch of two weeks ago before Washington went on the bye. Uh, the Giants got the win in that one. But in this one, I'm taking it's a three-point three spread for uh, three-point favorites for Washington. 42-point total. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Giants to cover. And I'm taking the Giants to win. You know, the New York Giants are the... Hardest playing one in seven. Sorry, one in seven team you'll ever see. <laughs> you'll see in a while, man. Their uh, defense keeps them in every game, and it's just at the end of the day, they can't make those you know winning plays to really 
get them down the line and get them to win, whether it be an Evan Ingram drop, whether it be a Daniel Jones long drive into a uh, interception. Uh, they just can't seem to do it. But this Giants team is looking like a real offense. Uh, as far as injuries, though, um, Sterling Shepard, he's limited, but he's managing his injuries. Uh, you know, keep an eye on that, but I think he should still be able to play. Devontae Freeman was also limited with the ankle injury. He could be back, um, you know, when that could affect Wayne's Gallman's performance as he's been doing pretty well of late. Uh, and on the defensive side, cornerback Logan Ryan and Blake Martinez, linebacker, are both questionable. Both these guys are very instrumental to this Giants defense. On the Washington side, Dontrell Inman, he was a non-participant in practice. And uh, Steven Sims Jr., man, he's a full participant. Uh, he's coming off the IR possibly this week. Uh, you know, I'm keeping an eye on him as a very deep, uh, deep elite peep, uh, sleeper um, wide receiver. Um, he was a sleeper wide receiver coming into this year. We'll see how his, his usage gets uh, impacted uh, throughout the rest of the season. Uh, on the Giants side, as it did know, late last season he came through. Uh, on the Giants side, though, as far as the analysis, Daniel Jones has been much better of late in the last two weeks finishing in the QB 11 and the QB 13. This difference is starting Shepard. It's got to be. They look like an actual NFL offense with him on the field. They're able to move the chains. Uh, I think I expect another, you know, high in QB 2 performance. Uh, he's I think, with that rushing floor as well. Um, he won't kill you. Um, this was the week where he was able to get his first win, his only win this year <laughs> against Washington. Uh, I think this offense, Washington coming off the bye, and, you know, the Giants' offense playing better of late. I think this points will be scored in this one a little more than expected. Now, Wayne Gallman, uh, if, you know, Devontae Freeman can go, I think you can consider Wayne Gallman as a, a deep league flex, a deep league <clears throat> uh, RB3. I think he can give you production, uh, and especially if he can get a touchdown as he did last week. Uh, all these receivers are in a tough matchup, but I'm all I'm all in trusting of Sterling Shepard at this point as long as he stays healthy. Uh through tough matchups last week with Carlton Davis. He's still targeted heavily. Uh, he's averaging nine targets in the last two games uh, since being back. Since being back, And also, he's getting a high, very high catch rate, over 75%. Uh, Dame Jones is feeding it to him, and they are connecting together. So continue to play Sterling Shepard as a, you know, I think it flex and some, with some wide receiver two upside. I'm fading uh, Sterling, I mean, Darius Slayton uh, until they figure it out. Uh, I wouldn't start him. Uh, Evan Ingram coming off his best game of the year, honestly, made that tough catch that he couldn't make the previous week. Uh, I think he can carry he can carry this momentum. Hopefully he can carry it um, with 4DJ in this game. Uh, I think I'm starting him. I think he gives you, uh, you know, I still need to see it. I'm uh, very hard on Evan Ingram as we all should be, <laughs> but I think he's going to be a tight end too in this game. Uh, of course, always has a tight end one upside, but I just need to see it again from him on the Washington side. Kyle Allen, uh, you know, it really only gives you, I think, super flex value in this one. Uh, I think he could finish right around where Daniel Jones is. I think Daniel Jones outplays uh, him, though, uh, as far as fantasy points. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he's in high in RB2. Uh, definitely got the tough matchup against the Giants defense, but, you know, he should do what he has to do um, uh, as far as, you know, the leader in this running back backfield, the more talented back of over J.D. McKissick. Uh, and it's closer than expecting. I can think there are points scored, so I think you could start Antonio Gibson as RB2. Terry McLaurin, he's wide receiver two in this tough matchup. Uh, going against James Bradbury again, um, probably. He got the seven receptions for 74 yards in that last matchup. I think you can play him out there again. Uh, he's matchup proof, and he won't kill you. Um, Logan Thomas, my streamer of the week. 
you got to play him. Uh, you know, the only hole in this Giants defense as far as, you know, vulnerability, that, you know, middle of the field, slot receivers, and I think the of late the tight end position um, has been a little tough. They've given up two straight games, a touchdown to the tight end position. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got in that matchup. And that is it for, for all the matchups that I have this week, uh, the first eight. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's all the matchups that I have for this week. Uh, you know, we're going through it a little quickly so I can get to this facts, give you the, all the information that I need. Uh, man, thanks for joining me. Come follow us at Fantasy Football Diagnostics on Instagram, on Twitter. Follow me at we underscore made it. Follow John June on uh, Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Uh, you know, this is Fantasy Football Diagnostics. This was the part one preview of week nine. You already know. I'm going to be back as the G Money Takeover to give you part two. Uh, this is only the beginning. It's only, I'm going to give you the starts of the week. I'm going to give you, you know, that get money time, my lineup, cha-ching, cha-ching. It really hit last week. Thanks to John. Anytime he picks first, I seem like I always get Dalvin Cook second, and it always seems to turn out, especially last week. So, Dalvin Cook, shout-out to you. Shout-out to John. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really got a head-to-head this week, so I'm going to just declare myself the winner. You know, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, now uh, that's how we do it here. Fantasy football diagnostics. Uh, your boy's gonna be gone. I'll see you guys on the week part, week nine, part two episode, and I'm out.